0: Welcome to This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. One verse, one truth, one choice. Hello, and welcome once again to This One Thing. I'm Carrie Kenyon Dern, and I am so grateful that you've joined us this week. I'm excited that my mom, Carol Kenyon, is back again this week to join us. Hi, mom. Thanks for being here. (laughs) Thank you, Carrie. I'm glad to be here. I loved the wisdom that you shared with us last week, and so I invited you to come back. Last week, we were in Proverbs 3, 5, which says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. We decided we needed to also discuss verse 6, and Proverbs 3, 6 says, In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Now, some translations say, Make your path straight. But the key word that I want to pull out here real quickly, mom, before we hear from you is the word acknowledge. The word acknowledge in the Hebrew is yada. And it's a really rich word. And it kind of does this full spectrum picture in our mind. So let me really quickly unpack what the word yada, acknowledge in the Hebrew is. It's to be aware, to recognize, to discern, discover, submit, observe, know, respect, understand, teach, advise, instruct, answer. So when I read that, I think, wow, that really starts at the most basic, which is just acknowledge that it's real. That it exists be aware of it recognize it and then the full continuum takes us over to you should teach it you should advise and instruct others with it so it's this moving from head knowledge to heart knowledge to real life application so what this verse is saying is in all your ways be consumed with him So that you don't just know him in your head, you know him in your heart. Because what happens when we know him in our heart, it changes our lives. It changes how we live. It doesn't just change how we think. It changes our actions and our choices. And that's what this word acknowledge means. It's so much more than head. It's heart moving into action. If we acknowledge him, yada him, he promises to direct our paths to make our paths straight. So I asked you back this week, Mom, because I'd really like to hear from you some real life application of this verse. Obviously, I want you to bring truth out of it for us, right? We're doing this one thing, this truth, this choice, but I wanna hear some personal stories from you today. How do you interface with Proverbs 3, 6 in your life? How have you acknowledged him yada him in your own life and seeing him direct your paths Mm. and and for us kind of summarize that down into a truth
1: Mm. well carrie it is amazing how many ways god has made himself known to me So that when I acknowledge him, it's like, you know, when you greet somebody new, how are you today? It's like the Mm -hmm. presence of God. I acknowledge that he is right here with me. You know, all those wonderful examples you gave us are so true. But when you know he's right here, you acknowledge his presence. It makes it so personal. And that's how God is to me. I grew up kind of a lonely child, and um, I had wonderful brothers and a wonderful family, but I was a farmer's daughter out in the country and sort of lonely because my brothers being boys didn't want a girl tagging along. So, you know, I met Ron, and he is the most amazing man in the world, and we ended up getting married, and every year he's more amazing. But I told him the sad news before we got married, I had seen a doctor for a premarital physical, and I was told I could never have children. And that was always a dream and a great desire of my heart is to have babies. And so I was crushed in my spirit just to know I would never hold my own baby. Ron was okay with that. He said he loved me, so he wanted to marry me anyway. Well, within a year after we got married, I had a baby in my arms, and I cried all over her. She was the first of five little girls, Kimberly. And then we had Kristen. She and her family are in Romania, uh, missionaries there. And then I had Carrie Jean, this beautiful woman we're talking with together today. Then we had Connie, our fourth. And she is married to the character coach for Baylor. And yay, they won a national championship last night. And so we were real excited about that. They live in Texas. And then our youngest is Candace. She and her family are in. Tulsa Oklahoma so God came me these amazing women who all love him with our whole heart married men of God that love the Lord and their children are being raised to love the Lord and so I have acknowledged that my father in heaven has walked with me through the most miraculous moments of my life and yet there are times in in our world when things fall apart and we don't Quite know how to handle them. So I want to share one of those stories with you right now. This has probably been 14 years ago when our fourth daughter Connie started having headaches and vision distorted and losing vision totally from sometimes a minute at a time. She would have blackouts and loss of consciousness. She was confused and so went to the doctor and he sent her to more doctors and they discovered this very dangerous brain tumor that she had. They told Connie and Scott that tumor was wrapped around her carotid artery. It was growing into the pituitary gland and was pressing on her optic nerve. So all of these sensations she was having was because of this tumor. And they encouraged her to have surgery as quickly as possible because it was a life threatening tumor. The day before her surgery, Carrie and I had flown out to LA where Scott and Connie were living at the time, and we went out there to help with the children. She had two. Little Caleb was around two years old, and Kyla probably for So Connie was trying to help in the church ministry where Scott was trying to establish a church, take care of the children, and all of these hard, hard side effects were devastating to her. And we were out on the beach the day before her surgery praying and asking God to intervene because this was a very serious surgery. She was told that there was a 13% chance that she would be able to live through the surgery because of the serious condition. There was a chance that she might have a stroke through the surgery, that she might be blinded, have brain damage, and die in the surgery. So it was very serious. And we were out at the beach praying together. And Connie said, you know, I feel like I've climbed up on the altar. And I said, Lord, here I am whatever you want to do with me. However you can use this thing in my life the greatest, you would do it because, Lord, I'm just a sacrifice laying on the altar wanting to be used to glorify you. And so we had a very special time. And the next morning as we were in the room when the surgeon came in, Scott prayed too that God would be glorified in this. And Carrie had said to Connie, you know, This is an opportunity for you to see how big God is. It's an opportunity for you to know how much God loves you. It's not some sort of a thing where he's dooming you because you did something wrong. It's not a punishment. It's for God's glory. And so Carrie and I, during this long surgery, walked around the hospital praying and just asking God to do his biggest and best miracle for Connie. And before the surgeon came back, we kind of knew the time frame. Carrie and I went back into the waiting room where there were many people praying for Connie. And when the surgeon came out, he was tapping his toes and doing a happy dance, grinning ear to ear, and we knew that God had done something great. And he said, I have never, ever had uh, such a complete surgery, so satisfactory. We were able to do everything we wanted to do, and Connie seems to be fine. We won't know the full results until she's conscious again, but... It was God doing what only he could do because we acknowledged him and trusted him to do this thing. And we just asked him to glorify himself. And so we saw this big time how we can trust a God with things that we had no way of changing. So, yes, that was an amazing thing for us to see how big God was and to do more than we could ask or think.
0: Yeah, we can trust him with our impossibilities. Absolutely, Mom. So this is a a very emotional thing to talk about, of course. And we're so grateful that God has healed Connie. And in fact, Connie has now become a teacher, fully certified teacher in the state of Texas. And God has healed her completely. And she's able to function at a level that doctors never, ever thought was possible. So what a powerful example of how we can trust God beyond anything that is even humanly sensible, right? Doctors doctors didn't even have any hope, and yet we saw God do a miracle. So mom, because our time is limited, would you go ahead and would you put out for our listeners in the middle of what may seem like their impossibility, right? We always refer to them in our family as storms, whatever their storm of life is. What is a choice that our listeners can make as we reflect on this verse, Proverbs 3, 6? How can we choose to acknowledge Him and trust this promise that He will direct our paths? Mm. What is a choice we can make with you this Mm. week?
1: Well, once again, I think it is to acknowledge God's presence. Oh, my Father, you are here with me, and I have sought you. I have focused my attention on you. I desire you to... Be God in my life and all of your bigness. And uh, I'd just like to quickly share another story because as parents, our lives kind of revolve around our children. And when they hurt, we hurt. When we can't do anything to change our situation, you know, that's the time we are so thankful for a big God who is the miracle worker, and nothing touches our lives that he doesn't allow, and he allows what will glorify him and will be for our good, and we can't see that so many times when our children are hurt. About nine years ago, our oldest daughter, Kim, started having some physical problems and was very concerned about her. She'd always been very athletic and strong, and her legs started to give out, and after four years of going from one doctor, one uh, specialist to another, she was pronounced with ALS. Well, of course, that was earth-shaking, and I'm going, Lord, this girl that has served you so big in education and just pours out her life all over everybody that she meets, is this really the best way to glorify yourself through her? (laughs) But God knows. He knows his plan, and it's never for disaster. It's always for good. And we're here to glorify him. So we can't often choose what that looks like. We have to allow him to make that choice. And he loves us through it. He is always there through through it all to give us what we need. He always gives us what a part of him when he asks us to walk through deep waters. And so we see that in Kim now, it's nine years later, Kim has lived with ALS and she is totally paralyzed ALS is the Lou Gehrig disease. And it's a disease of the nerve cell that affects the brain and the, the spinal column. It took all of the muscles away. She can't move her hands. She can't move her legs. She's totally dependent upon her husband to care for. Her. She cannot speak. She cannot feed herself. She cannot swallow. So she's fed through a feeding tube. And she has to, if her nose itches, she can't scratch it. If there's a fly on her cheek, she can't brush it away. She depends on people to help her live. But you know, uh, my five daughters who all love Jesus, not one of them has more joy than Kim because she, in her mind, has climbed up on the lap of Abba Father. She has acknowledged him and she is resting on his lap and allowing him to cradle her in his arms. And she has a most amazing ministry. All the machines that give her life that she depends on. The most important is her eye gaze machine because she types on that with her eyes on a keyboard. And that machine can actually speak what she types. She can do Um, she has written a book on that and she communicates that way so though she's a prisoner in her body sitting in her wheelchair or lying in her hospital bed her eye gaze machine allows her to live so big and so gloriously so sweetly as she ministers as much as she's ever ministered before in her locked body that cannot move so again we see the choice we can make when our world turns upside down are we going to let it destroy us or are we going to learn to live in a new mission field are we going to learn to surrender and say god you've allowed this so let's make it really work let's really use this the best that it can work just for your glory because lord i'm here for that purpose so it's touched Lou in a big way. He's been an amazing caregiver to her two children, Joe and Jess. Jess a senior in high school. Joe is a freshman in college. And they have been great helpers with Kim all these years. Uh, They were in elementary school when this ALS hit on. So they've really been without a mama like she wants to be. She's been locked in her body. But God has been faithful all the way through. So we're just mm-hmm. praising Him today. And I pray that this will encourage you to acknowledge, to see God is there with you. Acknowledge Him. He's so big and so wonderful. And though our problems might be deep, and like Corey Tenboom said, you know, the pit is deep, but God's love is deeper still. So mm-hmm. let's just cradle ourselves in His arms and acknowledge Him. Mm.
0: That's so, so beautiful. And I always call Kim the digital evangelist. You know, she had a friend recently that actually had a church. Hire her to walk in that role. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's a cool title. Mm-hmm. So I've dubbed Kim the digital evangelist. And I love that you shared Connie's story because it's this pillar, it's an Ebenezer stone, if you will, of mm-hmm. God's faithfulness to our family. And mom, don't you think that you're able to trust God more oh, yes. wa- watching Kim walk through ALS because you experienced his faithfulness to Connie? In that brain tumor, you know, like you were saying, the the doctors were telling us before the surgery, you know, thirteen percent chance of survival and a normal life. You yeah. know, those are those are devastating odds, and we watched God do a bona fide miracle back all those years ago when when connie had that brain tumor the size of a grapefruit and then god presented this pathway called als to our whole family mm-hmm. and i love that you're sharing kim's story because i don't think there's a better example of this verse kim acknowledging god on the als pathway now I think it's important for us to reiterate this, the pathway may not may not be one we want to walk on, Mm -hmm. it may not be one that we choose. But are we willing to surrender, like we talked about last week to trust him, so that if the pathway is something that we hate in our flesh? ALS as an example, that we would say, God, I want to acknowledge you in the middle of this pathway that I wouldn't choose, not only for your glory, but knowing that if you're getting the glory through my life, it's there that I am fulfilled. Mm -hmm. It's there that I am whole and satisfied and like Kim, so full of joy. It's not even human. No. What she's experiencing, it to me, it looks like she's already one foot in heaven because of this joy, <laughs> this this experience that she's having through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not of this world. And it's because she has fully acknowledged God on her pathway. And that is the promise of this verse. If you will acknowledge him, and like it's saying in the Hebrew, yadahim, Him truly, truly acknowledge him in every area of your life from it's a realization in the beginning to physically walking it out or acting it out like Kim is with her eye gaze computer, completely paralyzed. Only her eyes move. It's the only muscle in her body that's moving. And she uses those muscles in her eyes to glorify God, acknowledging him at the end of that spectrum of yada, teaching others because she acknowledges him so fully, on a pathway that she would never choose Mm -hmm. and therein lies her joy and fulfillment. What a choice for us to make today. You know, what is the pathway that, that we're walking on that we wouldn't choose. And I pray that like Kim, like you, mom, we would all yada him, acknowledge him, allowing him to direct us Mm -hmm. primarily with more of himself filling us with more of himself on the pathway of life that he would be glorified that we would be full of joy and peace and hope for the future mom thank you so much for joining again this week you are such a blessing the victory that you live in the insight the perspective the wisdom that you have is such a blessing thank you so much for being here
1: it's my pleasure carrie
0: I would like to go ahead and pray. Thank you, Father God, for this amazing opportunity to share your word with mom today. I pray that we would be men and women that acknowledge you in all of our ways, that you would be the driver, that you would be the center, that you would be the one who directs our paths, that we would relinquish that control to you, and that we would watch you do things that we could never ask or imagine that we would be flooded with your peace, your purpose, your hope, and your joy. And it is in the powerful name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for This One Thing with Carrie Dern. Find all our episodes by clicking the podcast link located on our website at fetterfree.org.